Hello, and welcome to Tea Time with Therese. Well, I have a lot to talk about today, so I think we need to just jump right in, grab your tea or your coffee or your beverage of choice, and let's chat. So I want to start off just with this quote by um, St. Teresa of Calcutta. Not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. And I love this quote because it kind of defines the home. And um, we don't have to do these huge things to maintain a beautiful home, but it's what we put into it, those small things that we put into it with love that make it a space that's so um, important. And I think especially in this past year where so many of us were driven to spend so much time at home, it was a time to reconnect with that to bring that simplicity and faith and beauty into our homes if you weren't doing that already. I know for me, I've I've kind of always had that um, that way of just bringing um, beauty into the home, but our lives get so busy and we're all running in different directions. And this really became a time for me to reconnect with what's important and um and bringing the family together and bringing that beauty, um, surrounding us with beauty, um, inside and outside. So, um, last week I talked about finding peace and beauty. Um, I talked a lot about my garden and that is new for me. And there is a lot of beauty in the garden and, and I love it. Um, and then, um, after, kind of chatting with some of my Twitter pals and um, talking about different things that that people want to hear about, I thought this is something that I think a lot of um, people like to talk about and desire to hear ideas and um, just share how we how we connect with our homes. Um, I think to do this, and first of all, I will say too, men, if you're listening, don't get scared away because I do think it's important for men to also have an appreciation um, for the beauty, for the, for especially when women are putting a lot of of um, effort into that. It's good for you to realize um, that there's a lot of love that's poured into um, the home and men are a part of that as well. And that's also um, a reflection between um, how men and women kind of create that. It becomes a reflection too on your families, on your children and how they perceive it. So I think it's important um, for men to listen to. So don't run away if, if you've started listening and you're like, oh, geez, I don't want to talk about decorating or whatever. It's not just about that. So um, I think it's helpful though to look back at past generations to help us here. So for me in particular, I have these wonderful memories of my grandmother in her kitchen with always with an apron on, beautiful aprons. And she had these um, really lovely linen um, handkerchiefs and also rosary beads and dishes in different places. Um, my mom always setting a beautiful table, especially for special occasions and fresh flowers coming in from outside and a lot of homemade um, foods, but homemade desserts, especially eaten, eaten, you know, on these little pretty plates. And my mom was a huge, um, she loved going to yard sales. So she would collect all these different um, mixed matched things and make it beautiful on the table. So I just remember that as a child, candy dishes and dessert plates and such. And, you know, but most importantly, so many people gathered around 
the table or in the sitting room and spending time together and and just enjoying the simplicity of 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 people and beauty um, and how it transforms you. So I think these are the memories that inspire me in my home today. You know, I joke with people all the time that I was born, and my husband will say this about himself too, that we were born in the wrong era because we love so much of of past tradition. And I, I love beautiful flowing dresses, you know, and aprons over them and um, beautiful linens and men wearing suits and, and hats and, um, you know, gathering after Sunday mass to spend time together and chivalry and just all of that. Um, beautiful gardens and um, fresh foods and, and homemade um, breads and all of that, just a simpler to me, it seemed like a simpler time. And I'm not saying that there was perfection in that because we struggle, um, you know, sin is in the world. So there's always struggles, but um, there's something to be said about just the connection of people that inspired beauty back then. And um, I just love walking into a home and knowing that it's a Catholic home. And I know um, growing up, <laughs> you know, being Italian, we had uh, lots of statues, you know, the infant of Prague and St. Joseph and my husband's family, you walked in, there's huge statue of the Blessed Mother. And, you know, there was never a, there was never any confusion about what was being practiced in those homes. And I think it's important to maintain that. So I, I do think though, when people hear um, decorating, beautifying, you know, some of those, those keywords, um, there's like panic, like, oh, I can't do that. That's so expensive. And I think one thing to point out with that is part of what helps bring that beauty, I believe, into the home is going to thrift stores and estate sales, or maybe someone in the family who's getting rid of something, um, you know, old dishes or something that, there's the beauty in that is not just physically what you're seeing, but what's being carried down from generation to generation. And I do think that that helps bring life to the home. Um, and that's me. And someone might have a different fit. Someone might want to buy something beautiful that's brand new and that's okay too. I mean, Hey, you know what, if, if you want to spend the money on it and it's beautiful, I'm all about that too. And I'm, I'm not going to say like, I don't spend money because I do. And I'm sure my husband would be the first one to tell you <laughs> that I spend too much money. Um, but however you come across those things, I think a blend of old and new is, is really wonderful. Um, and it's funny, I have a kind of a mixed style. I really, really love European farmhouse decor. And I bring a lot of that. So even though we're kind of in this like modern home in the sense that there's, um, you know, there's not a lot of um, woodwork and things like that. It's, it's more modern, but I've brought a lot of older elements into it in that farmhouse um, decor, um, you know, the old woods like that are distressed and <clears throat> a very functional kitchen with lots of mason jars and baking um, things like rolling pins and and cloth and and things that you use to, to bake and cook, um, lots of stone, um, fresh flowers, because now I can do that with, with my garden. But I do love that rustic feel as well um, of like fireplaces and outside gardens. And so I kind of like to bring all of that together, but it's also very functional too, because I do think that um, 
when you're creating a beautiful space, it should also be a very functional space because God doesn't want us to live in excess and have like museums. Like he wants us to have spaces that, that where we live and we, we are welcoming others and, and still carrying out our faith. Um, so that's important. I also don't think that everything needs to match. I think pulling, you know, as I was saying with my mom, having like these dishes, random dishes and bringing them all together. I think there's something really eclectic and beautiful about mismatched things. And so when you when you bring those together, I think it can actually create a more beautiful space when everything is not perfectly matched. And again, this is coming from me. I think everybody has their own style, but this is this is a little bit of my style interwoven and and I think that's I'm kind of sharing that with you, but Actually, what I would love is for people after listening to this, maybe we can create a, a thread on social media where everybody shares what their styles are because I think that would be really fun. So um, I think the, the most important thing when you are, this, this is kind of how I approach it. So I stand at the front of a room and I kind of assess things. And I think the most important aspect is first bringing your faith visually alive in your home. So that could come in so many different ways, whether it's artwork, statues, rosaries, you know, um, hanging rosaries off of like a beautiful old wood board, for instance, um, you know, old crucifixes or a crucifix corner, um, which was really popular to put put a, a, a corner crucifix in with like a prayer table. Um, that's kind of an old thing, but I see a lot of people even do that today. Or, you know, framed quotes like biblical quotes or saint quotes that you can do very simply. And then whatever your style is, whether it's um, more like shabby chic or farmhouse or modern, finding those frames, and you could do that inexpensively even, and then framing pieces of um, artwork that that are just maybe quotes, um, you know, and splattering them throughout the house. But, you know, candles, you know, for me, it's beeswax candles mostly. I do have some others, but it's mostly beeswax because I do have them blessed. And now I know that the candles that I'm burning are blessed. So I'm kind of spiritually cleaning the air when I burn those candles as well. Um, incense. I'm and I'm very particular about this, um, but I do. We do buy incense. Actually, we um, purchase it from Legacy Icons. There is uh, frankincense and myrrh that's very similar to what you would smell in church, and so I love that because I love the smell of incense, and it really invokes um, just a feeling of prayerfulness interiorly. So um, we do. Um, burn that. I will burn some candles, scented candles periodically, especially, you know, at certain times of the year where you're looking for a particular scent. But the incense is something that I really desire. Also, little holy uh, water fonts, um, you know, we I, and there's so many beautiful ones that you can purchase. And I mean, I have a St. Michael one and I have an angel one. And then I just have one that's kind of just this, like a font that's very um, kind of um, farmhouse looking, I guess. Um but it's still beautiful and I can put holy water in it. So um, I think having these things and they should not be all tucked into one corner. So I remember Dan Burke saying um, once that when you're standing in a room, no matter which way you turn, there should be something that displays your faith. So basically, like, let's say I'm standing in my dining room. I shouldn't just have a wall of artwork and then nothing else in the dining room that that kind of um, 
says who um, says something about my faith. So, and that's not to say that everything has to just be covered floor to ceiling with like religious articles or anything, but it's just intertwining that. So like, for instance, like what I will do is I will take, I have um, a picture of the blessed mother and then surrounding that I have other items you know, kind of like a, a cross that's not a crucifix, for instance, but it's a beautiful kind of um, weathered looking cross and then a picture of the family and then a couple other things. I And I have that mixed together on the same wall. But then if you turn on another wall, there's a small crucifix mixed in with some family pictures. So I, I guess you kind of get the idea that that as you turn and look throughout the space, there should be something there that reminds yourself, but also those who enter your home, that this is who we are. I think that when children see this um, and they become comfortable with seeing this from a young age, um, they, as, as well as participating in family prayer, um, you know, watching um, movies about our faith together, I think it gives them a stronger foundation um, and they know that even when they go out and I'll tell you, like I experienced this now with my kids being older, they go out and they're not making the best choices or there's a lot of stress and things happening in the world. They know that the truth can be found at home and their security and their peace is here within these walls. And that's, I think, how we um, foster their faith, not just through taking them to church and, um, you know, doing catechism and things like that, but also visually, what are they seeing that inspires them at home? Um, what helps draw them into prayer? Seeing a Bible sitting on a table, you know, you can display a Bible beautifully stacked with other things that is still there and present, but still has, um, you know, kind of a, uh, design to it to make it, to make it, um, fit to what your what appeals to you visually in the home. So all I'm saying is like incorporate these things. Don't keep your faith and your house decor, for instance, separate from each other. They should blend together. And I think if you do that, it also shows those who enter your home that your faith is part of who you are, but it's not just, you know, it's the foundation, I guess, of who you are, but that's not just you. You, you might like, you know, um, other things that, that, you know, not every, like I try to tell my kids, I guess what I'm trying to express here is that not every single thing I do all the time is, you know, um, something about, you know, praying, you know, like my son will say, oh my gosh, everything, like you walk in the house and, and everything is, you know, just jumping at you. And I said, but but look around you. That's not everything I do. Like I love having other things in the home that that don't, um, you know, represent you know Catholicism, for instance, but are still beautiful. Um, I, I hope you're getting what I'm trying to say here. Um, you know that you don't want to like have so much there that that there's like uh, that's all you see, but you want to have enough there so that it is what you see, if that makes sense. But but anyway, um, I think. So to kind of like talk about um, what I think what I find really appealing is there's something really to be said about setting a beautiful table. And my mom has done this and I think I've gotten this from her. I, I feel more, um, I guess, spiritually connected to it by what I add. But um, 
I think when you set a beautiful table, it's an invitation to those that are coming to sit at the table that you've spent time and you've poured your love into it. And not just the table itself, but the meal and then the people that gather around it. And I think there's nothing wrong with using beautiful linens every day. Like cloth napkins, I know, believe me, I have I have a very busy household. The paper napkins definitely sit in a basket next to the table. But at least at dinner time, we use cloth napkins. And I know that means extra wash for me, but I do think that it, it instills that um, sense of um, um, putting effort into into meal time, into that table, into that beauty, into that time we're going to spend together. So cloth, napkins, table linens. You will probably see me the majority of time I'm in my home. I I have an apron on, and I'm very blessed. And I shared this I know um, on social media. My mother makes beautiful aprons, and I'm very blessed by that. They're very um, they're very floral and pretty and um, very girly. And even my daughters when they were little, she used to make little aprons for them. And, but because I bake a lot and I'm working and I'm baking and I'm in the garden, I'm doing things simultaneously. A lot of times that apron stays on me all day. And I just, I love it. (laughs) It sounds so silly. I know, but there's something I love about that. It's so feminine and beautiful. And yeah, I might be wearing like sweatpants behind it, but it's, um, I think it's very welcoming. And, and I, and I say that because I know seeing my grandmother, even though she maybe was in a house coat too, um, which was a sign of the times, but seeing her in an apron, there was some, there's a memory to that. That's just, I, um, it makes me smile. It makes me feel warm inside. And, and I do think there is an invitation there of beauty just in something as simple as an apron, but, you know, having, having that apron on, um, you know, um, playing music. So I think in this crazy time of, of, you know, technology, we've disconnected from some beautiful things. And one of them is live music. So if you have someone in the home who, for instance, plays piano or a guitar or something like that, having that as part of, um, what's incorporated into your home. I think there is such a beauty to that and it kind of fits that idea of simplicity and and kind of grounding ourselves and um, shutting off the outside world and something as simple as music. But if you don't have a musician playing beautiful music in the background. And I mean, you can have variety, but there is something to be said, even just about classical music, just in the background as you're, you know, sitting around the table or maybe working, you know, sometimes working in the house, you want something a little more motivating and that's okay too. Um, But having that music, there is, um, there is beauty in music. And um, I think setting, using your good China, if you have good China and not all of us do, I mean, I have some and it sits in this cabinet and it's like such a waste. You got to get it out on the table. So if it breaks, it breaks, right? But I mean, you're going to die and your china is going to be sitting in your cabinet and you've never used it for what? Maybe Christmas or Easter. So bring that china out, incorporate it into your table. Um, Use your, you know, if you have pretty silverware and day-to-day silverware, make sure you're bringing some of that, that good stuff out, even if it's on Sundays and not every day. But Again, it also shows value in the things like you don't want your children growing up thinking that, oh, this is just 
something we only touch once in a while. It almost seems wasteful. And it's like teaching them excess. So if it's in the home, use it and show them that there is um, everything we have we should be using. Because I think God would look at that and say, well, if you have that stuff and it just sits there, isn't that isn't that something someone else could use? Couldn't you couldn't you get rid of that? Is it necessary? So if you have it and it was a gift and it's okay to have beautiful things, but if you're not using those beautiful things, then I think you need to reevaluate why they're sitting there. Um, so yeah, bring out those pretty dishes, the nice china. Um, also, I think candles, like having candles, and again, like those blessed candles, um, just. I just, there's something, even beeswax, like the smell of burning beeswax candles to me is like the simplicity of that, connected to nature, connected to just a simpler time. Um, It's kind of the way I feel about making bread, you know, having homemade bread. And I know not everyone's a a baker and that's okay. Find someone who is, maybe barter, you know, you get some homemade bread and they give, and you know, you give them something in return. But there's something really... um, I don't know, biblical, I think I've said this about homemade bread and just um, the simplicity of it, cutting a piece of bread, having a piece of cheese with it and a glass of wine. It's like, oh my gosh, like it's so biblical. Like, why aren't we doing that more often? Um, I mean, we shouldn't be doing it all the time because we probably would be really unhealthy from eating so much of that. <laughs> but but there is there is beauty even in that, in homemade meals, homemade baked goods, Um just sharing wine together or, um, and, and, you know, it doesn't have to be wine, but there, again, there's like, you know, wine is biblical too. So it's, it's the abuse of that, that becomes the problem, not actually. So setting those pretty wine glasses, um, I think you're seeing where I'm getting at. Like there's, there's, we should be incorporating those things into our daily routine as much as we can. And we're all in, in a different state in life. And so it's this is going to look different for depending on, do you have a family? Are you single still? Um, are you just a couple? You know, what, whatever the case may be, um, that doesn't stop you from being able to make your home a treasure. And... Um, I kind of had to go full circle with this. I think early on, I really wanted, um, I really was like into that more like, the best way I can describe this is to say like that Ethan Allen look, you know, that very like, um, you know, wood and and regal looking things. And um, as I've gone through life, I realized what I really love is things that look used. Like I want to, I want people to come into my home and say, wow, that's really pretty, but wow, you live here. Like you really live here. Like, and it's beautiful because yeah, I have distressed wood and antiqued looking things and, and, you know, rolling pins and, and table linens and things hanging and, but I'm utilizing those things. But to me that, that also shows beauty in my eyes because there's something beautiful about me being able to, um, cook for my family, to have a a functional working kitchen that provides meals. Um, So what I would say is, um, I know I feel like I'm kind of rambling here, but I I hope you're getting the context of this. Um, What I would say is don't be afraid to make your home beautiful 
but simple. Like, don't be afraid to take some things away. Like, we don't have to have everything arranged. And I will tell you, coming from someone who is has tendencies of of OCD, like I've, you know, if one little string on the on the rug is out of place, I'm over there fixing it, and I've gotten much better. But but I think um, having a little bit of things looking used is actually good for us because it also shows that our priority is not in our things, you know, but our things can still um, have beauty to them, if that makes sense. Um, You know, our attachment to too many things is obviously unhealthy from a spiritual perspective, but I also do like think back to like how the Blessed Mother, I picture her, you know, making meals and, you know, having that like a long dress on and an apron over it and and even her hair covered and, um, you know, working for her family, providing for her family, taking care of her men and, and, or, you know, whether it's our men or children, whoever, um, there's something really, really beautiful. I'm sure the Blessed Mother, you know, liked to put little pretty things on top of the table, like flowers or, or a, a, a nice little plate to put the bread on or, or whatever, I, you know, I think there is um, something really charming about that. But to circle back, I think it has to come from a place of being rooted in our faith as well. And so if we're trying to make our home lovely, but we're hiding the things that make us who we are, which is which is our sacramentals, our faith, you know, then we have to reevaluate. So I would say kind of put all those things in the middle of the room, look at everything you have and say, okay, how can I incorporate my faith into this room, but still make it, you know, kind of to the design that I, that appeals to me. And, um, so, so yeah, so I, I would say bring the plates out, get those Mason jars. (laughs) Mason jars are our glasses. We used to have all these like pretty glasses. And finally I said, you know something, a Mason jar is a functional glass not only is it a functional glass, I can store jam in that. I can put leftovers in that. I can bring it from A to B. I can make pickles in it. So um, I'm all about the mason jars. It they, they look beautiful. I could tie like twine around it and put flowers in it and it becomes a vase. Um, find those things that are simple, inexpensive, things that you can buy at like a thrift shop. Find those, incorporate them into your home with maybe some of your nicer items and um and make it beautiful and then gather people around it and you know what at this point i'm going to say forget you you know covid i mean if you can get your family together even if it's just now with your family so be it but what whoever you can gather around that table you know in your home in your sitting room or in your family room or whatever your space in your outside in your beautiful garden um you know wherever that space is invite people into it the best that you can share it share your faith share your your wealth which is what you're giving in your in providing food faith fun family time that's where the wealth lies um and and do it today make it beautiful today but that being said I've gone on long enough. And what I would really, really love is um, once I kind of post this and and maybe put a put a post up on, on social media, 
I would love if people could share their spaces. Just, it doesn't have to be like your whole house, you know, but something, um, whether it's your set, beautifully set table, or if it's a little um, prayer corner or something beautiful that you love in your home that inspires you, I would love to see people share that. So um, until next time, let's just um, end with a short prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Cheers. Until next time.